Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode. I now realize that I sound like Barry White on a bad day, and that is because it is currently, uh, what is it actually? It's 7.15 in the morning, and I'm definitely not a morning person at all, so God knows why I'm up this early. I just couldn't sleep and I have to crank out a lot of work. So, you know, here we are. It's currently Monday, the new start of the week. And um, God, I have to update you guys on so many things. But first off, I want to thank everyone who sent in a message regarding my first ever episode on Recovering with Danny. I was... I'm not going to lie, I, sh- I was kind of shitting bricks because, you know, it's, it's. I mean, everyone has a podcast these days, right? Their grandma, their dog, everyone has a podcast, so I couldn't be left out still. You know, it's not just a recreational podcast, let's say. It's, it's I mean, you can definitely listen this to this for enjoyment only, but I, I know that most people who are recovering from an eating disorder or struggle or struggle with mental health, or maybe not even will listen to this podcast, but still it is um, about, you know, very intrinsic life stuff. So I was, again, I was, I was a little nervous, but I am so happy about the feedback and yeah, just again, keep me in the loop, um, send me messages, reviews, all the things. And um, yeah, so thank you for that. So first, I want to get some household stuff out of the way before I start the podcast episode. I'm currently running maybe a once in a lifetime thing. I'm not sure whether I'm going to have this come back. I I really don't know. I just felt that there was a need for something like this and therefore I started doing it. So it's called the Recovery Bootcamp Summer Edition. It's going to start on the 4th of July. Um, I'll make sure that I'll have the link in the description or in the show notes of this episode, but you can also go to my Instagram. It's all linked there on my website. You can, you can read it all there, but what it basically entails, it's a month of coaching and it's very intensive. Just think about uh, just building your own clinic with someone who's been through it um, and who's a recovery coach, and that's me. So I will be holding your hand throughout the entire month. And it's mainly or mostly for people who are stuck in quasi-recovery or just, you know, want to change the trajectory of their recovery journey. And it can also be for people who just started out, although you have to, a requirement is that you have to know Tabitha Farrar, her vision, because everyone knows by now that I share the exact same vision. So um, yeah, just again, go read up on it. Um, I honestly don't know at this point, once this 
episode will air if there's still some spots left i'm sure there well you can always apply for an intake because i have a couple of intakes lined up but i only take on two clients since since it's very exclusive and i really want to focus on those clients as well plus i have my current clients so yada 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 again check it out um and that's the household stuff for now so that's it that's honestly it Oh boy, I had a weekend. Um, I could pretend that I was fresh as a daisy yesterday or today, but I am still feeling the alcohol in my system. And I'm pretty sure at this point you all know that I'm not an addict. I'm not an, uh, I actually don't have an addictive personality. I know some some of you probably think, oh, well, because I have an eating disorder or a past with an eating disorder, I probably have an addictive personality. But I thankfully skipped the gene for alcohol addiction and uh, substance abuse addiction. I've tried it all and I'm not addicted. But sometimes on the weekends, and I mean, I'm in my 30s. I'm not in my 20s anymore. I suffer from a chronic condition, which is Lyme disease. I was an oxy for actually the past couple of weeks. Uh, thankfully, I'm now doing a bit better. But again, you know, it very much goes up and down. So um, this past Saturday, I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to yolo it up is that even what the kids are saying these days probably not this makes me really damn old but okay fine um so i just kind of lost count on how many drinks i had but it was one of the most fabulous days again what recovery is all about i just started having a day with my friends going to the beach we're currently going through a heat wave so it's really really warm um it's 30 something degrees it's it's yeah it's just i'm i'm having swamp ass chronically um my pits are sweating whilst i'm talking so it's it's not that pleasant but then again you know i'm not going to complain about the weather because that would make me too dutch um so yeah we started out going to the beach having aperol spritzes lunches there continuing drinking more wine having deep spiritual in-depth controversial conversations as me and my girlfriends always do we go very deep and it was fabulous loved lots of laughter and then we all freshened up at my place and then we went out for dinner and not more drinks and more partying and actually at that time or at that time i mean it was literally the day before yesterday when i'm recording this i was suffering from a lot of pain in my legs um again due to Lyme disease so I actually didn't think I, I could do it so I definitely pushed my limits I'm definitely suffering the consequences right now but you sometimes have to outweigh the pros and cons and it was worth it you know I am um, I'm in pain but it's fine you know I really love my weekend also that's not what this podcast is all about but I'm sure you want to know or not maybe so skip forward to if you're if you're like then you come on with the topic what are we going to talk about well i'll tell you right now um we're going to talk about isolation during recovery and making new friends so i recently did a poll on my instagram and you guys are so helpful with just sending me any topics 
the engagement is so fantastic. I feel like we're all best friends, and um, which is a shame because we're I some of some most of you I don't know, and you're on on the at the other end of the world. But that's that doesn't matter, right? That's what technology is for right now, and that's actually what we're going to talk about today. So, um, but yes, thank you so much for for being so helpful with sending in topics and requests and all of that so i this again like i said before this podcast is going to be about so many things whilst in recovery but also post recovery because you know life is about so many things and um i just feel the need to talk about those things and the things that make me happy or made me happy and changed also my life the trajectory of my own recovery journey so all right so we're starting we're going to dive deep into the topic as of now otherwise i'm going to sit here forever um so the thing is creating new friendships in another country by yourself in your 30s and that's my story wasn't that easy in the beginning because I was like shit how do I start doing this where do I even start so um most of you know as well is that I dated a lot and I mean naive me thought okay let's just go on dates with the opposite sex I identify as a heterosexual human being so I went on dates with men And again, I was very naive back then. This was literally years and years and years ago. So I went on dates with men and I thought, okay, if there's not going to be a romantic spark, maybe we can stay friends. That didn't happen. That just didn't happen. I mean, I have two friends from all the dates that I went on and there were many. So in the grand scheme of things... It wasn't helpful at all to make friends. It wasn't a sustainable way of making new friends. And this was, again, I think about seven to eight years ago. This was when I was on the Tinders and the Bumbles and the Hinge. Well, Hinge, I think I didn't even exist back then. Uh, Happen was a thing back then. I know in every country you have different dating apps, but in Europe or in Holland where I lived back then, well, I also lived in uh, the south of France. There was, I think there was only Hinge, no, sorry, Bumble, Tinder, and what else happened? Yeah, I think that's it. I, I know in, in America, Coffee Meets Bagel is a good good one, I think. And, uh, well, I don't know of any other apps, honestly. I'm, I'm thinking out loud, I should know. Well, I'm not on any other apps, at, at least. So, so I was doing that, didn't work, wasn't sustainable. So then I was like, oh my God, but I really want to meet new girlfriends. And how am I going to do that? Because I can't go do a recreational sport or, you know, go play tennis or uh, play hockey or whatever it is because of my chronic illness. I couldn't do yoga or Pilates or whatever people do these days when it comes to activities and also with painting classes. And it was I was also in the life stage where I was going back and forth from Amsterdam and uh, the south of France, Amsterdam and the south of France. So it was kind of like, where do I 
set some roots or create some roots basically and um so I, I was I was in a weird headspace and in a weird space overall but I still didn't have any friends and I've said this before in the first episode I will never forget that you know I I only have my mom for the majority of the time which again I but I don't want to downplay the fact that my first of all my mom is fucking the best human being on this planet. My mom is amazing. She is amazing and I'm so lucky to have a mom in the first place. But I'm talking about purely about friendships and making new friends. So if you think, oh, well, at least you have a cool mom or you have a mom to hang out with, you're so right. Absolutely. I'm so lucky. Having said that, I still didn't have anyone else. I don't have any siblings. I don't have any any family members who I hang out with or could hang out with. So I still felt felt very lonely. And I also will never forget, I was in Amsterdam. There is this market in Amsterdam. It's called the Lindegracht Market. And some of the Dutch people who hear this will know the market. It's very famous. It's well known. It's super fun. You go there, have a couple of, you know, coffees, apple pie, toasties. Um, stroopwafels or as the English or the Americans would say stroopwafels and you just have a blast and people just hang out there and go to the market and end the day with a bottle of Prosecco on a on the terrace and that's that's what Amsterdam is all for right to live life but I was not doing that and I'm talking about this period in my life where I wasn't in recovery I was just admitted into a bunch of clinics but I was honestly I was there for mostly my parents I was just there to make them happy I was not doing anything actively to change anything about my eating patterns um I was doing it in the clinics but when I on the weekends I was just still struggling mentally a lot and also I didn't back I didn't know anything about what recovery actually entailed I didn't know anything about neural rewiring, nutritional rehabilitation, energy deficit, mental hunger, extreme hunger, all the things that wasn't being taught in the clinics. It was more just, okay, you have to gain weight and that was that. Um, So I will never forget that I basically was sitting on a terrace with my mom and I was having a tea And if you know me, you know that I'm absolutely not a tea person. I don't like tea. I actually sometimes drink ginger tea. That's the only tea that I will drink. But is it my favorite drink of choice? Absolutely not. I, I find it fascinating that people drink hot water with a bag of a flavored scent in there it's just hot water with a taste unless of course you put milk or sugar in it then definitely it gets tasty um but i there i think that's the reason why i'm just such a coffee fan it's just i don't know it's just not, not my thing so i but but i had tea because it had no calories let's be real that was the only reason why i was drinking tea um and if you're a tea person don't get offended that's just my preference I don't like tea and I drank it because it had no calories so I was drinking my tea on a fall day the the it was a beautiful fall day the sun was shining we were sitting in the sun my mom had a beautiful creamy cappuccino which 
I absolutely wanted to have, but of course I didn't because, oh my God, calories. Oh God, eating disorders again. They suck the life out of you. And um, I was knees deep into my eating disorder. And I, again, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. I just basically listened to my eating disorder all the time. So fun times. Um, so my mom said, Danny, do you want to split an apple pie? And first off, I got offended that she even suggested the idea of getting an apple pie because apple pie was for peasants. That was other people's foods. I felt this super... Okay, I can't say this word because here again, here comes me being Dutch, um, not being a native... God, what's the word? Superiority, right? That's the word. I think that's the word. We're not going to edit this out. This is fine. We're trying to find words. I think I found the word. I felt superior. That's just the thing. I felt superior. My eating sort of felt superior. That was other people's foods, not my food. So I was not going to do that. So I just didn't do it. And in that moment, I looked around and I didn't have that apple pie. I got offended at my mom and I was like, holy crap. I literally am sitting here by myself, not by myself, but with my mom but in my head, I was just, I was just in my head. And for some reason in that moment, I saw everyone just hanging out all together and I didn't have anyone to hang out with. And again, and I know say, I, (laughs) I, I just, I realized I need to make friends. This is not okay. I need to make friends. I need to have a life and stop complaining about fucking apple pie. This is ridiculous. So I haven't even gone really into the subject that I'm going to go into right now. And I want you to get a notebook or get your phone out and go download this app immediately. So I started using to make new friendships. So basically I have three friend groups and they're like family, most of them. Uh, So I have a very big friend group, girlfriend group here in the South of France. Again, the girls are amazing. Same thing in Amsterdam, but I also have some guy friends in there in Amsterdam. I have two separate friend groups there. And some of my clients will ask me, Danny, how do you do it with, or how did did you actually make those friends? Well, funny story, Bumble BFF. So go go on the app store right now, or I don't know what Android users use, but, you know, download the app. If you're in a relationship, you can still download Bumble because it's technically a dating app, but you can also use it if you're in a committed relationship just to make friends. You can just use the BFF function. You can also use it for uh, networking, actually. You can do Bumble Date, Bumble BFF, and Bumble Network. So I went on Bumble BFF. Funny story, my first girl date was actually not that great. Um... And, but again, you know, same with recovery. I was committed to making a girl group, girl gang. I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to make new friends. And that's exactly what I did. So I went on there not having the best first quote unquote date, but I I stuck with it. I was, I was like, I'm going to do this again. So then my second date was magical because it was with my friend, Jessica. And Jessica and I have... I consider her as my dearest and nearest friends. 
and we've been through so much together we've we've now known each other i think for five or six years and um you know we can also go through times where we don't speak as much and then we just hang out literally every single day we we just know what we're what we're thinking without saying it out loud you know it's that kind of thing it's just scary almost and i wouldn't have known her or get to know her if i wouldn't be on the app and she's brazilian she was uh she just moved to amsterdam now in most cities there are a lot of expats you have to take that into account but that that doesn't mean a lot because a lot of the expats are there to stay in that certain city they're living or that certain country they're living and so i personally loved it and um Moral of the story is that Bumble BFF changed my life. And I'm not getting paid or sponsored by this. At, at this point, I honestly, I should become their sales rep. Hi, Bumble. If you hear this, I mean, is there affiliate program in there? Because, that, I, I mean, I'm telling this to everyone. Bumble BFF is, I actually have this on my Hinge profile. I always say to every guy... I know straight guys don't necessarily swipe on other straight guys for some weird reason. For Well, some of my guy friends have said, yeah, I'm not doing that because supposedly it's a fantasy for gay men, gay men to turn straight men. I don't know if that's a thing. Could be. I don't have that first-hand experience, obviously. But for girls or, yeah, I mean, I've just had amazing experiences. And so... The thing is with making new friendships or just life in general and dating, because it's kind of, it is kind of like dating, can it be, can it be scary in the beginning? For sure. It's, it's just life is one big exposure. But if you don't open up to new possibilities, new adventures, meeting new people, what is life then? You can't, that's kind of, Life becomes quite boring if you get closed off to anything that's around you. And I trust me, I was like that for a very, very, very long time because I lived so isolated. And I just created this eating disorder bubble around me all the time. So I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have anyone. So really download Bumble BFF. Go start swiping your little fingers away. Of course, if you're also single, I mean, go ahead and make a, a dating profile as well. I will, like I said before, I will definitely do a separate dating podcast because you all seemed to really want that. I mean, I got so many messages of people saying definitely do that. So back to making new friendships. Um, Bumble BFF is just amazing. I, I can't recommend it enough. And um with women in general and with people in general, I think if you also be a, be a, well, be prepared to open yourself up in a way where you are going to be vulnerable. Because if you're going to fake as, like, let's say if you're going to fake your life and you're going to pretend that your life is, I don't know, this life you're actually not living people will pick up on that. So I'm actually very transparent and open and honest and all the things. And people tend to gravitate towards that. Now, I know that some people are way more introverted. 
I'm more an extrovert, although I definitely need my alone time to recharge my batteries. For sure, I can hang out with people all the time. Absolutely not. But if you're more on the introverted side, I would say take your time with talking to someone for a little bit longer before meeting up with them. I personally like meeting up the quicker or the sooner the better because, you know, texting doesn't necessarily mean that much or say much about anyone or, or you know, they, they can be someone completely different when they're sitting opposite of you. So, um, yeah, but I would, I, I, I just, again, I can't re- recommend it enough. And also what I wanted to say about this is just in life in general, also be prepared to be kind of disappointed sometimes and maybe getting hurt in the process because people will disappoint you in life in general. And that's also with making new friendships. I had that one time at a very big friendship breakup, which was my first friendship breakup and I hope the last ever in my life and it was very very hurtful and painful but again that's what happens when you open yourself up to new experiences new people and um, I always also say nothing changes if nothing changes and nothing will happen if you don't get yourself out there no one will knock on your door or nothing will fall into your lap just It's the same with recovery. Nothing just magically happens overnight. The stars are not going to be aligned at at a certain moment in your life where everything is just going to get easy. You have to get yourself out there and be open to new people, new experiences, and be prepared to fall flat on your face and pick yourself up again. Because also that's what life is all about. And I'm, 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 again, I'm in my 30s. I was a late bloomer. I I kind of learned fast, I think, but when you're a little bit younger, I think you're more afraid of what people think of you. Trust me, no one really thinks anything of you. It's all in your head. It's really all in your head. So I'm thinking what, what else? I mean, if you're healthy, you can apply to, I don't know, a, like a new um, a club or I don't know, uh, uh, not even a sports club because that's not really wise if you're recovering. But uh, I don't know, an arts thing, you know, going to painting classes or whatever it is, something creative or anything like that, go do you. But Bumble BFF, again, it's very, it's kind of, it's so safe as well because it's just, first off, you're behind the screen. And I always also recommend trust your gut feeling if you feel like "Mm, I don't know about this person I mean always meet up of course in a place where there's a lot of people so in a cafe or something and in the end of course you can meet someone or invite someone at your own place if you have your own place but um yeah I just uh I've said it a million times right now but I'm going to end with this Bumble BFF has changed my life I have now three different friend groups in three well no in two different countries and they're like my family we share so much the good the bad the ugly and everything in between and so you know it's never too late I started doing this at age 26 ish and 
I'm 31, going to be 32 in a month or so. So, you know, it's again, it's never too late. And uh, I hope this helped in any shape or form. Let me know. And um, I think the next podcast is going to be the dating podcast, but I'm not sure. I'm going to contemplate, going to talk, I'm going to think, but I'll see you here next week. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many people as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. And I would find it so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Danielle Thanke. See you here next week.